Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Hi there, my friends. Today I have a special episode for you because I'm bringing on Denicia Hilton. Now, Denicia is a doctor of oriental medicine and an acupuncture physician. And most of all, she is someone who helps women embrace, embody, and express their perfect, authentic self. Now, gentlemen, this is for you as well, because we're talking about the authentic self in the context of career and leadership. Specifically, how do you show up as your authentic self at work and how you can help your team members show up as their true self with all their strengths and preferences and styles, unique styles as well so that they feel like they're thriving and they're feeling they're enjoying what they're doing and they're good at it because one thing that Denise and I both know for sure is that when we're not enjoying what we're doing when we're not in, in our genius zone or not playing by our strength and using our gifts then that will work in the short term. We can all stretch a little bit in the short term. We can all do things that are necessary. But in the long term, this has an impact on our overall performance, our productivity, and ultimately also on our well-being. Be this mentally or physically, where we will see the impact of being out of alignment with our true authentic self. Now, if you can relate to this, or if you notice someone on your team who might be a little overstretched, or you feel like they're not quite thriving on a particular project or in their role, they're not quite in their genius zone, then this episode is for you. So listen in to this conversation with Denicia. And without further ado, let's get this party started. Denicia, thank you so much for being on the Manager Track podcast with us today. I'm excited for this conversation. We had a little bit of a chat before we press this live button and get this conversation started. And I can't wait to hear more about your journey, your work, and how you've experienced in your own life the importance of finding your true authentic self and bringing this to work and life overall but also the experience that you had with other people in the important work uh, around helping people create an environment that supports them to thrive in their life. So to get us started, Denise, let's go back to 10 years, 15 years or so (laughs) earlier in your career when you noticed that something was off. And I also want to tell the listeners for a second that this is for anyone, for any person actually on the globe, but it's specifically in the workplace to recognize the importance of identifying strength and also creating this awareness and then bringing this to work in order to thrive and perform in a sustainable way over the long term. We can all adapt and change in the short term. It does come at some cost if we try to push this out for too long. And that's a conversation we want to have. This is something that's a a topic that's dear to my heart, dear to your heart. Mm -hmm. And I know because we see how often what the consequence can be if someone is out of alignment or trying to fit into a mold that's not made for them. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to like earlier in your career, how you experienced this yourself when yeah. you were in a position where you felt out of alignment. Okay. So 
I'll, I'll save this story and then I just want to actually have people understand that that was a piece that was a part and a lot of the awareness of what actually had happened during that time came later like it came after I'm studying eastern medicine and I'm practicing eastern medicine and then all of a sudden I can see that was the learning lessons behind that right so go in from that space I say that because just to set the stage whenever we go into these stories to not say that I'm living there because I'm not. It's just more of me highlighting the opportunities and the potential that was there for me and that's offered what it, what it has come to what you see and you hear today, right? So at that time, I'm fresh out of college. There's already preconceived notions about students and it's already preconceived notions around entry level, quote unquote. And so there's a lot of things that I think people don't realize that they add in as far as pressure and whatnot. It's just like, oh, just take the job that if you got the job, then just take it. And because that doesn't happen for everyone. And so it's kind of like this, this lack uh, mentality that is there. And so then it's just take whatever because you got offered a job before you graduated. And so right then and there, you can kind of see how the culture was bred. And so now I'm in this position and I'm doing, I'm doing what I can. And at the same time, we ended up doing, taking a DISC personality test um, as a team and as a group. And I remember at the end of it, looking at this and even during the process, I'm like, this does not look right. Like these results just didn't, it was not right. Like, and I, I said something to HR manager who's like, well, you took the test. I'm like, well, I know I took the test. Um, <laughs> I was there but it's not right. And so I kind of like sat with that. And then two years later, it was about two years later, I think they came back around like, okay, we're going to be doing this training again. I asked if I could take it again. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, sure. So I went in and took it and my test results were completely opposite at that mm-hmm. time. And then she said, I remember you telling me at that time that that wasn't really you. And I said, I, I tried telling you. And now I'm looking at these results and yeah, this, I, I could buy this, you know? Um, and now the reflection on this was when I took the test the first time, you spoke of it beautifully just now, which was you can actually use, they're a part of us, even in DISC, we have these pieces of us. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of identifying where you naturally are. So you mm-hmm. can hopefully use that space, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened was I had those pieces, but I was operating because of stress of my work environment. So another employee and I were always in battle and I always felt I needed to protect my job, my position, everything. And so literally it showed on the test these qualities that were more in alignment with what it was that I was supposed to quote unquote be doing in that position. And then by the time I retook it two years later, I wasn't, that person wasn't there anymore. And so then now actually who I was came out in the test <laughs> and yeah. that was more like, Oh, cool. So now I realize like, this is great that our company offered this, right? And this is beautiful. I got to learn this about myself. But then where else could the company have helped? Where is it that I could have changed? It couldn't have been like me coming in, starting to itch in my chest and feeling hot, not realizing like what the heck was going on. I'm getting sweaty and I'm, man, this is just Florida. It's getting hotter. Like, right, this is just what I'm thinking. (laughs) 
and then I learned later, no, those are many anxiety attacks of going into work, right? Yeah. And so that's where I saw, and I see this now, like I said, that's where I saw that it was great for that first step of the assessment, but then where else is it that I could have been guided by a supervisor, by a manager, by our department lead, by HR or something to help me be more in alignment with what my strengths are. So a lot of the projects I've come to find out that I was in charge of were projects that were the opposite. So now the ones that scored lower. Yeah. And I, well, no wonder it takes me forever to do those. And my metrics were on that. And oh, it felt like pulling teeth. But then yeah. if you put me in the situations where I'm in a committee meeting and then now we're all ideating about things and I could come up with a different way to do stuff, it turned the way that we did auctions. It turned the way that we did drawings at our fundraisers and the donors loved it, yeah. right? It, it seemed like, what is she talking about? But it, when I was in those spaces, I realized that is what was really me and they could have used that more and more and more like where is it that i could have literally been placed into more situations like that and then the assignments quote unquote that i was responsible for could have been delegated to someone else change up my metrics and so create a culture where it's not the employee's fault if you have a company and you have employees it's understanding that you're going into a two actually a three-way relationship It's a relationship with the employee, the relationship with the business side, and also the relationship in your company, like the customer. So it's looking at the win, win, win. Yeah. How is it that all three can win and what can we create in this culture? And so even in that story, as you saw, when I wasn't in my zone, right? I wasn't in those areas. I wasn't asked to be, or in many times, like I kind of had Sometimes I kind of force myself there, but like, (laughs) um, yeah, because we can stretch, we can all stretch into those areas. Right. And it's just, how do you, so that falseness, the stress behind like the physical stress that ended up showing up behind me putting on this mask. Yeah. As soon as I would have to walk in and be like, okay, I have to be like this. Imagine then if you knew as an employer that this was what was happening for your staff every day. Yeah. I just described to you how my productivity was in yeah. certain in certain things, right? Yeah. So if you could see that, then where is it that literally you can increase not only your productivity as far as what you're doing in your business, but even the health and well-being of your staff? Yes. Making it in a more enjoyable environment where they look forward to actually being there. They yeah. look forward to being heard. So even when we talk about D, DE and I and all types of inclusion and, and racism and all of that, it's understanding that in every aspect of your business, in what ways is it that you can draw out that inner person? that inner self and to bring out those strengths of them, the packaging does not matter. Yep. Yep. And for those that experience those microaggressions, right? Like I experienced it in the workplaces too. Like if it was me transitioning to my hair being more naturally and curly and versus straight, or I'm naturally bare chested and stuff. So it's, it turned into Sometimes now I have to exert much more energy to prove, quote unquote. 
yep. myself. Yeah, and I think I hear two important parts there. One is the first starts with the employee or, or us as people when we go to work to recognize when are we putting on a mask and when are we actually showing up as our true self and we just, we are who we, who we are and mm-hmm. we're okay showing that versus pretend to be something or to be a certain way in order to fit in. And when we're pretending though, what happens is no one else can see the gap. No one else can see the true potential or the, the true us and, and what we, our strength and what we bring to work. And maybe it's that creative side or the, the contradicting opinion or the experience that's different and then telling that story and bringing that perspective to light so that the conversations can be more diverse and we do feel like we're thriving and fulfilled because we like what we're doing. So from a manager perspective, it's tapping into this potential, tapping into it, having the right conversations, creating a safe place, encouraging people to share and to be themselves Mm -hmm. without creating those standards. So if you have to be this way, you have to uh, talk that way, you have to write that way and you have to behave that way. Right. Uh, and and then to bring that out and encourage more of it, because we all know the benefits of diversity and inclusion to the work yeah. culture and to the performance and the well-being of the workforce. Yeah. And I even see it as that companies may not realize the uniform. So you might only think the uniform applies to the clothing. Mm-hmm. This ultimately is a uniform that you've created. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I mean, you could look at it two ways. The uniform could be in what ways is it you're trying to get everyone to look the same. Mm-hmm. But then there's even the uniform of hair styling, the uniform of is, is makeup really required or it's being mindful even of those not only thoughts, but what it is that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's that uniform aspect. The beauty of the uniform is then if if you saw it from this way, you could actually make the uniform part be uh, useful to your organization in the sense that, huh, now that everybody looks the same in this uniform, then what really is going to come from the inside? Because now you would have just made it moot as to what people look like mm-hmm. if if you took it that way. And so if you can, in some ways, actually create that like, oh, no, you're an insider. Like you're an insider now. Mm-hmm. You're creating that type of culture where you are totally welcoming them in. Will it be, now this is, because sustainability was one of those things that you mentioned. And so you want to take that into consideration, right? Like when there are these changes, the changes are going to affect everyone involved. And so that does not just include management and employees. It includes customers. Mm-hmm. It includes partners. It, in- it includes so many other people, right? But then if you really stay true to the heart and you realize the heart and the soul and the life of your business is actually in those that operate it, then you'll realize that the customer culture will change and you'll now bring in more people that's even in alignment with your company. Mm-hmm. You know, the partnerships are going to change quite possibly, but then it should actually bring in more that's in alignment with the company. Mm-hmm. And 
then that I think is where we see that mirror when we say like, yeah, put on the mask for the high stress time. And then hopefully you realize it's only acute. But then when you look at it from a business perspective, is that where you see the ups and downs Mm -hmm. in revenues? Is that where you see the ups and downs in productivity? Mm -hmm. Because it's, okay, go, 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 mask on, like, let's do this. And then like literally going into battle, into war, into this Mm -hmm. season. And then you hope you don't burn out, but you quite possibly will. And people will. Yeah. And then they're just dying to breathe and they want to take the mask off. Yeah. And, and then now what? So then now you actually see this mirror in the, in business function where it is like these ups and downs <laughs> yeah, because your team is filled with ups and downs and the stress yeah. of like chronic stress yeah. and their health declining in some ways, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical. Yeah. And so you're going to pay for it either way as a company for not actually creating the environment for their authentic selves to come out and yeah. to be used and to be celebrated Yeah, and to be, included. So it's, it's really being mindful. I feel like of just going in and not asking yourself only like what's missing. I think the question is actually, what can we add? What can we add? Yeah. Yeah. And that question itself implies that you're doing an assessment of what you have. Like mm-hmm. where are we today and what does our culture look like? What does our team look like? So speaking to leaders who run their teams, what does my team look like and where and in which times and for whom am I re- requiring those people or that person to put on a mask to behave a certain way? And then what's the side effect? What's that mirror, right? And when we're taking the mask back off or when they're taking, throwing the mask back, <laughs> feeling burned out, feeling stressed out as a side effect, um, especially for requiring it for a longer time period. Yes. And then like you said, like, yeah, what can we add to create more uniqueness to bring out what's inside of people and to leverage their potential and their strength. Yeah. So that's that it's a win-win, right? For them, for a person who will thrive more, feel more fulfilled, feel more productive, improve performance, but then also for the business who gets to tap into that potential. Yeah. And yeah. for the, and you, and the third win, don't forget the third win, which is when that happens, the innovation that comes out of it, who benefits to the yep. customer the customers. Yeah. And including the environment, I include the environment as customer too. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but <laughs> All the but same I mean, holders, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's who also wins when yeah. you can create these, literally this culture of really bringing out just who people naturally are and you're totally tapping into the strengths and it's, it's beyond the assessment yeah, Like that's the part that people just let fall off. It's beyond the assessment. You're using it as a tool. It's supposed to actually give you insight as to this is where we're at. This is the lay of the land and who we have. What ways is it? This is going to call you to be flexible here. Yeah. You yourself are going to have to be creative because then it should actually be able to lift a veil yeah. of holy guacamole, are you telling me this whole time we've been like trying to come up with a product to solve this problem and I have a set of ideators and futuristic type people that are sitting yeah. right here. Yeah. But they're over there dealing with mundane tasks. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's that gap? Where's that mismatch? Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to light, Denicia. This was so powerful. I know we could keep going for <laughs> for <laughs> hours and hours, and I'm excited to have you hopefully back um, on the podcast another time. For people who want to lo- learn more about you, where should they find you? How can I get in contact with you? Yes. So the people who love getting in contact with me are those that really want to celebrate um, their authentic self. They may even be yep. a little bit lost as to what that is and, and, and whatnot. So you can totally come jam with me on my website. It's deniciahilton.com. It's D-E-N-I. C-E-A Hilton.com. And I'm more active on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Both of those are Denicia Hilton are the handles. So I would love to invite y'all to come and play with me on my perfect playground and (laughs) see where we go from there. Love it. You got to check her out. Fabulous woman. Thank you so much um, for coming on to the show. And I encourage you to go check out Tunisia Hilton. We'll link her websites and her social media platforms or profiles down in the show notes below. So you can connect with her. If you want to learn more about how to create or, or figure out, discover your authentic self and how to go and find alignment between what you're doing, how you're showing up and what's truly inside of you, what makes you you and makes you special in this world. Because you're one of a kind and the world needs you just the way you are. Thanks so much, Denicia, for being on. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.